And once again, we back up in this thing. In that life swim well. Hey, we got names up in here. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, oh, check it out. Lowerthird.com. <laughs> There, there's your intro fix, Suave. You're welcome. <laughs> that ain't the intro fix, but this is this is a good start in the right direction. <laughs> don't, 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 don't ever disrespect me. Hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> yo. Bang bang. We uh, well, first off, today is uh, we're while we're recording Tuesday, November seventh. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 20. I got too many more of these. Tree! Wiggle wee, convenient. Bring me your dinner bucket. Let the church say. Hey. Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, uh, last time we talked to y'all was a episode of You Know Who Ain't Gonna Win for Crown Jewel. In Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, uh, first and foremost, <laughs> if you ain't putting your finger in there, I mean, what, what is you doing? <laughs> what is you doing? I didn't. I didn't think this needed to be explained. <laughs> I really didn't. I really did not think what we needed to tell people what was going to happen in Saudi. Did did you did you really expect anything different? Like, okay, in their subconscious, they knew better. They knew in the forward hating part of their mind, they had hope that the evil empire would fall. <laughs> yep, not so much. <laughs> The, the question look and this is not, looking for three <laughs> looking for three looking for three look just I want if we're here for no other reason it's to help you have a better experience when you're watching professional wrestling by listening to this program watching these shows we help you deal with the nonsense and the chaos and is also uh, we help you digest the business aspect of what goes on behind the camera in front of the camera you just have to understand the following anytime you get ready to make a transition from one champion to a new champion from one story that's working to another story that has not started yet. The question that you must answer when you're referring to the party, to the incumbent, when you are referring to the incumbent candidate, what do you do next? If you can't answer that, with a real plan when it comes to Roman Reigns, the Bloodline, the Universal Undisputed Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, Tag Team Championship. If you do not have a plan to implement immediately after that change, chances are you don't need to change. 
let me let me interject real quick, respectfully. Please do. SummerSlam post event conference. Paul Heyman said, "We're in the bottom of the third. This man was already far beyond a thousand days as champion, and we're in the bottom of the third. And I said, unofficially." That we were in the top of the fourth around uh, about a month and a half ago. Matter of fact, it was when Jay quit SmackDown and then went to Raw, which was the same month of Survivor Series. Oh, sorry, sorry, Summer, SummerSlam, SummerSlam. We're in Survivor Series season. Anybody who knows anything about baseball knows that. If we're if we're walking wrestling in dog years and comparing it to a baseball game, we are nowhere near the end of this story. Even you if guys, a break is involved. You guys watch the Rangers. World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm a Cubs fan, but as a former Texan, former native of Dallas. There's no way to actually be a former Texan. You're just a Texan. Mm. You're a Texan on the shore leave. Well, proudly, I can say I've never lived in Houston. <laughs> that's that's Dallas. That's that's a that's a Dallasism for you. If you know what I'm talking about. That's good and funny. It, for those who don't know, Houston hates Dallas. Dallas doesn't even think about Houston. <laughs> it, it's more of a Houston trolls Dallas. Dallas could care less. It's like I wouldn't say hate. It's like, man, we're here and you're not. <laughs> at, the, at the end of it all, it's still Texas versus everybody else. Yes, absolutely. However, within in our interpersonal sibling rivalry, it's like Houston trolls Dallas. Dallas doesn't care. Until they decide to remind you why we're Dallas. And then it becomes a thing all over again. We'll be alright though. We still we still eat we still eat, eat at each other's houses for Thanksgiving. And then leave right after. <laughs> yeah, you ain't gonna stay around. It happens. Uh, once, the, once the liquor gets going, it's turns to a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Then the highway sign numbers go up. But anyway, that that's neither here nor there. Um and as it as it looks right now, after Crown Jewel, Roman won't be participating in the Survivor Series. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> so the internet is back in their feelings again. Um, Tough. I will say I'll be shocked if Roman isn't at Survivor Series simply because the way we had always had it given to us at the beginning of this year is that Roman would be present for the Big Five. Yep. And for the viewers who don't know or for the casuals, what's the big five? Let's see here. SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. The the fifth one became Money in the Bank. Uh-huh. Uh, then we have Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Not in order, but hit the bell. I gave you bonus points if you had done them in chronological order. Oh, I mean, but- so 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 okay. So for keeping score at home, let's do this the way that wrestling fans do this. WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, 
Royal Rumble. Why? Because WrestleMania is atop the wrestling new year. Now, how about that? Going by you know traditional calendar that where this year starts in January, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. I'm going by the Orthodox wrestling calendar, sir. <laughs> if we ain't got no patents on that, so they can sell us ours, I'm not promoting it. <laughs> I take that. Hey, why you bullcorn? Hey, write that down. Like, why you playing for real? <laughs> nah, for real. Like, why you, for real. Not playing. Zell me mine. That's a very zell me mine moment you just had. It gave me an idea. Write that down. Done. There you go. Just in it. <clears throat> but for whatever reason, I don't know if it's health related because, you know, there, there are different stories floating around the internet. And this is that time of year where people don't even cite a source anymore. They just write a paragraph put a picture under it and send it and you're left to try to figure it out which is why you know we try to stick to our tried and true sources around here and if we didn't hear it directly from somebody who was involved we just kind of discuss it as what if um one of the potential reasons being tossed around is that while roman is in the best physical condition of his life as far as an in-ring performer the the toll that leukemia has taken on him is still something he has to fight through so to prote- protect himself a sabbatical might be in order never gonna be against that I got a good one for you this is legitimate and been verified okay sometime in 2024 there will be a I believe it's an animated movie that's gonna be released action force Yes. For the Action Force action figures from the 80s, there's a movie coming forth starring Malachi Black of AEW fame, formerly Mm -hmm. Aleister Black, also Tommy End from the Indies, husband of Zelina Vega, a.k.a. Theatre Dad, and Roman Reigns. (laughs) A.k.a. Orbital Bone. (laughs) And Roman Reigns. Joseph Anawaii. I mean, he's he's yeah. earmarked to be the next Roxena, or trying to earmark himself for that. And I, who who can be mad at him? Like you, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yes. People are tripping, saying that he should have been on the short list of candidates to to apply for the New York quarterback job. Why would you, when you can do what you and I are doing right now with your partners while smoking cigars and drinking expensive brown liquor? Making close to the same money. Probably more. Yeah, I mean, you get rolling. Now, you got to figure out what you're doing with Brandon Marshall. That's a different conversation. But... (laughs) You can sit down and live the finest of life, non-contact, because podcasting is a non-contact sport. I've yet to see a, a podcaster swung on. I have seen plenty of them swung on. However, that just means they were doing it wrong. In a podcasting setting? Every Spears got swung on mid-interview. <laughs> By whom? 
I gotta go look and see who it was. Cause at first the guy in the video looked like Mike Epps, but that wasn't him. <laughs> and I was like, oh wow. You got, Mike, you got Uncle Mike to get out of his pockets? You got, I'm like, look, you if, got me if doing Uncle something. Mike I don't swung even, on you, you know you did something out of pocket. You got me you doing just, something I don't even do. <laughs> hey, we trying to do a show here. Yeah, we are. <clears throat> but uh. I feel Cam is like, you can't give me it's five and a half million dollars, yes, true. But you can't give me that to come in and deal with the situation that you about to put me in. It's like, no, if you really want somebody to come save your situation or if you think I'm a viable candidate, then I need you to drop viable candidate money in my pocket. He Backups hit, make more than five and a half. He got hit by a radio host? Oh, oh, Corey Holcomb. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Comedy beef. Hey. My bad. Go ahead, though. Hey, OG Corey followed me on Twitter, so he already know what the action with the business I, I, is. Like, I, I, side, I side with Corey on this one, too. <laughs> you feel me? Like, hey, look, I ain't heard Corey lie to me never. He might have lied to y'all about something. I wasn't there for it, and I wasn't listening. When he was talking to me, I ain't never heard no lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, podcasting is a non-contact sport. It's for the and, most part, ninety nine point yeah, for the, 9% yeah, 99.9 percent. Ninety nine point nine. It's like there's no reason, like the way the NFL operates. There's no real benefit to Cam Newton going back into that situation, unless number one, it is financially gratifying, and then also he has he has certain um, he's got certain things he's not going to budge on as far as. Um, health compliance. Yep. So I, I'm a hundred percent certain that's what kept him out of the Frisco. Him not wanting to go that route, or else he'd be the backup. He would have been a backup here. I I got a couple of different reasons, but I'm not going to discuss them on this show. The the one you can discuss in public is that one. Yes, yeah, the compliance. Yes. Yeah. He he he's not about to take any shots. Mm-hmm. So his 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 unwillingness to comply to that caveat kind of took him off the board for a lot of people. His stint in New England was cool. It just felt like for whatever reason, depending on whoever he was dealing with in the building, that it didn't give Cam the best opportunity to shine. He was able to be he was able to stand in the gap between whatever they were doing and getting to Mac Jones, but yeah. At any Either rate. way. Yeah, at any rate. At any rate. Life life after career with same bag attached. Right. There's yeah, there's absolute if he's got sponsorships, which I'm certain he does, I'm certain there's some distribution platforms throwing money at him because of his name value. There's absolutely no reason for him to come from behind anybody's microphone to do anything physical in the year twenty twenty three when he doesn't have to. Pat McAfee's not even thirty six years old yet. And you you think anybody has the balls to ask him to come kick a football, Bruh, You want to talk about pay pace pay disparity in the marketplace? Cam, look at Cam. Look at what Cam Newton makes with his podcast. Look at him. Look, look at us. You see what I'm saying? Like it just hey, find a way to not have to work hard. 
Work smart. Work. Don't work hard. Work smart, which sometimes can be hard work, but take the manual labor aspect out of whatever hustle it is you're trying to get to. Speaking of manual labor and smart hustling, we talked about Crown Jewel briefly. Um, before we I go to this next piece of Saudi business, is there anything else we want to take away from Crown Jewel? Um, I do. I think we answered our question that we had during You Know Who Ain't Gonna Win about was it just going to be a situation where Saudi buys the groceries and Stanford cooks the meal or were we going to start to see Crown Jewel start to fit into the multiverse of WWE storytelling? Let me applaud. Let me applaud that comment or that question uh, that we had. Uh, more so, I'm, I'm applauding the answer that we got because Actually. now we know, at least for the time being, Saudi's not just the overblown house show anymore. We're still safe. And this is the first time that they actually played an arena for Crown Jewel, which was different and still felt big as hell. I mean, it's a lot of MF people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I, however you try, look. Did you see the fact that they did a live commercial? Well, not a live commercial, but they did a, a first run commercial for Saudi Saudi Airlines. We are marketing to the people domestically in the United States and surrounding continents watching this PLE to come kick it over here. WWE experience. WWE experience. So on top of every Muslim in the world needing to make a pilgrimage to Mecca. Mm -hmm. Now you have the WWE experience, which is exclusively in Saudi Arabia, opening mm -hmm. in January of 2024. Mm -hmm. So there's no, there's no physical hall of fame yet, but you have essentially a WWE access event that's going to be a permanent fixture in Saudi Arabia beginning in January of 2024. Let that marinate for a second. Dude, when you're mar while you're marinating that, put this butter in your mashed potatoes. <laughs> UFC is about to have a Country as hell. <laughs> we making vittles. Put the... Put the <laughs> Put this butt off in your mashed potatoes and whip it with the, with the work. This next episode with you better have on some overalls. Continue. <laughs> hey, hey, I almost bought overalls for Halloween. For real. I was going to dress as Mario. Oh, man. <laughs> but there's a photograph floating around of me uh, me dressed as Bowser and the missus dressed as Princess Peach. Nice. <laughs> I need, I need and, that. And of course, the little person was Toad. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better than Mario. Big mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, UFC is getting to the Saudi game. Saudi is not playing with y'all about being like the entertainment capital of the universe. At all. Between UFC, WWE, soccer league they bought, the basketball league they started, and trying to buy players, buy active players out of the NBA. Like you going to have to deal with them because it's too much money. And then you had an episode of Miz TV with Muhammad. What's his name? Muhammad Hijaj? 
I completely muffed the name when I was listening to it, and I hadn't rewatched Saudi uh, Crown Jewel yet. So I'm gonna go with you. And I, and I apologize if oh, I did, but I believe his, <laughs> but I believe his name is Muhammad Hajjaj, and he is a uh, he is one of, if not the greatest actor currently in Saudi Arabia, or in the Middle East, not in Saudi Arabia, the Middle East. He they are, they're not playing. That dude hit a perfect rock bottom. I mean, a uh, people's elbow. Let me chill, say that. Chill, chill. Let's not let's not put the the let, Kurt Henning stamp on anything that happened in that me, segment. Let me let let's me just, let me desauce this for a second though. Let's just say that no one got hurt. Let <laughs> Mark safe. Let's desauce Mark this safe. for a second. Backing up a week for uh, prior to were pictures of people like oh I don't know Vince McMahon Undertaker in one row we had Vince. Uh, Eminem and Mike Tyson sitting next to each other. Uh, stories, stories of celebrities being paid to fly in. To did you read the meme? Uh, about how crazy the nineties were. No, that Vince created the Undertaker, and now the Undertaker is the caretaker. Caretaker. No, they could make a sitcom. If, oh, if, 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 if we had the old WWE network back when we had things like Legends House and the Edge and Christian show, it totally reeks of awesomeness. <laughs> Bruh. And see, this is how I know, like, the whole the whole thing, like, Vince's OMO about, you know, everything's content, everything can be turned into something. This is how I know part of that is probably Cap, because he would never agree to have himself be the butt of the joke. Because if he and, and Mr. Calloway decided to make that show happen and greenlit it and filmed about 10, 12 episodes, I guarantee you it would be the funniest thing ever, but it would pull the cover so far back on what behind the scenes, behind closed doors WWE looks like that you couldn't go back from. He he made himself the butt of every joke when he decided to walk out the house and make a business decision to come out with with the uh, the villain's mustache. That that was a, a poorly <laughs> a poorly conceived plan for him to look younger. Nah. <laughs> I just want I just want people in these positions to understand that I I know you have a certain comfort level with a certain age demographic and profile of individual in the decision-making room at the table. Your lack of cultural and age diversity in those spaces is keeping you from making a bigger bag than what you might have already made. Mm. <laughs> Vince McMahon is no different. Like the pipe bomb promo, it, it holds weight not because of a love affair with CM Punk, but because everything he said has come to pass. It's all true. It, it was it was true then. It out true some now. some of the some of it has outlived its its shelf life, but like you said, it still holds up, and you can some, go back and reference. Be true forever. Yep. So some some things you cannot re even in, even an opinion can be a fact, or an opinion mm -hmm. can be proven to be a fact. Um, so Tyson Fury versus, uh, Francis Ngannou, an MMA fighter 
MMA champion Francis Ngannou taking on a boxer, former or world heavyweight boxing champion Tyson Fury. If Francis Ngannou did not knock out Tyson Fury, he knew he was going to lose this fight. And even in losing this fight, I think he actually won. Oh, he, he did. Because everybody watched what happened. And, if you if you're into combat sports, you watch fighting. You saw what happened. Francis put that work on Tyson. I've never seen anyone knock down twice in a in a boxing match, go the distance, and still get the judge's judge's decision. I've never seen it happen. Francis got the business from Tyson, and then went and gave Tyson Fury the business. The business, yes, and a whole lot of it. By this much, <laughs> like, and how do, how do you take heavyweight boxing serious after that? No, how do you take UFC serious after that? Not not saying that those competitors aren't doing real work. What I'm saying is the purses that those UFC fighters who have been receiving over the years, including Conor McGregor, those boys have been robbed, and women have been robbed. Of course, that's that's been the contention. There is the another people. term I would prefer to use, but for the sake of not being labeled as shocking, I won't do so. Should but Dana White, I think, I think Don, we shot that down earlier in the episode. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, Dana White is Don Kinging this entire organization. Factual, while also going off on substance fueled tangents and threatening people and. Allegedly slapping people of the opposite sex, yes. There's no allegedly. There was. Oh, yeah, that happened. It was on video. Yes, that happened. There's, there's no there's more no allegedly. allegedly yeah, it. we've seen that. That happened. And then, then there's this other story about him. Uh, he threatened a competitor to sell, but like literally was like geeked up. Mm. It just. <clears throat> The only thing I can hope for is that the purses get bigger for UFC fighters because as of now, it is the pinnacle of combat sports, in, in at least in America. They have the highest profile. Um, Mark, profile marketing roster. is everything. Marketing is everything. Uh, isn't Strikeforce leaving? Well, Showtime pay-per-view is coming to an end. So show, Showtime pay-per-view or Showtime boxing is coming to the same end that HBO Sports came to. Which also includes their MMA division. So isn't that, I, I want to say when I read it, it was Strikeforce. That uh, was Bellator. Was it Bellator? Yeah, Bellator was owned by uh, Viacom and uh, I guess what, whatever CBS became. I think they're back to back to Viacom again. But yeah, um, it's, and, it's and Bellator. MMA and combat sports is in like a really weird situation because they have a they're almost going through their territory period like wrestling did because that's what I, that's exactly what I'm saying. You can go to any the, casino oh, go that's not in uh not in Las Vegas and find on any given Friday or Saturday night an MMA card. You don't know who these people are, you just know it's MMA. You know moves, you don't know names. The the casuals are usually just going for some type of a car wreck. That's that's the the allure of it. <laughs> yeah. The issue becomes is when you try to find and I'm speaking just domestically, when you're trying to find a television partner for, for your different promotions, if you're not under the UFC umbrella or you didn't sell to them, 
well that that cuts you out of a whole section and then the rest of these domestic uh networks they're looking for first run and live sports content but they have this thing about violence they only want so much of it that's why pro wrestling gets to skate by with certain things because it's sports entertainment sports entertainment unless you go powdering your nose at a pay-per-view oh, that nobody's my. going to see right before a TV deal that you need goes into effect. For those of you who need context, let me allow you to indulge. The National Wrestling Alliance has had a bit of a resurgence thanks to Billy Corgan of the Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. We've talked uh, ad nauseum about some of the successes the NWA has had over the years. Some of its feudal moments like Jim Cornette leaving <laughs> due to Jim Cornette Cornetting, <laughs> which was a very, it was a black eye on the NWA him leaving because he was a shining star for that organization. They have done their best to completely distance themselves away from all things that happened around the pandemic before, during, and after. And they have, uh, and in the past few months lost their figure the face of their product in nick aldis who is now uh general manager of smackdown great to see him in wwe programming bad for the nwa because he left on such bad terms getting a check for more to do less and then you have billy corgan on the on the cusp of a TV deal, which we discussed in episode 218. And I sent Suave a video from the last NWA pay-per-view that had a camera cut to James Mitchell having a party with a bunch of women and men talent. Mm -hmm. A bunch of un undesignated humans hit the bell for inclusion with a table with a white powdery substance in lines that made you think what is that on the table until you saw the sinister minister James Mitchell snort said product and simulate an actual high. Yeah, 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 yeah. The visual, the, the visual, the alleged, the alleged consumption of illicit street drugs. That me sending that to Swab, I never had an inkling because it was the NWA that this would go viral. It did. Of course it did. And CW got their hands on it. And now CW is saying, whoa, Shouty, let's talk about it. So from having supposedly two shows on the table. You go from that to having conversations of possibly neither show existing on a network space or possibly going straight to over the top. 
earlier today, okay. which is why I gave <laughs> you the actual date, there were rumors floating around the internet, scuttlebutt, if you will, mm-hmm. that were confirmed by a tweet from the CW Sports that as of 2024, NXT has a new television home on the CW. Now, Suave doesn't too much care for the new NXT product. I'm not saying that I'm a devout subscriber to the NXT product. It's not the same. It's not 1.5, never will be 1.5. But they there are there are some gems within that product. It's just not everything for me. Other people would disagree. But hey, that's why we have intelligent adult conversations about what we like and what we don't like and why there's multiple choices on television programming for professional wrestling. Before we move on to this TV discussion, Suave, how bad did Billy Corgan mess up by airing this? I want to play devil's advocate with this. I would normally I'm the one finger wagging about why certain maneuvers are just not bright when you have paperwork pending. I want you to tell these people why that was a bad idea. I have a slightly different spin on this just for the sake of conversation. Aesthetically, having people, adults, or people, period, snorting, allegedly snorting what it's believed to be cocaine on a live television program in public violates so many laws. (laughs) But possession, use of Here we getting flagged. Public intoxication. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm still acting like we're not going to. Um, I am too, but we are. Let's see. what, What else? Oh, and then the current crisis that is going on in America with uh, a, a certain additive that is medically prescribed that has made it to the streets. All of these things make it bad for you to see this and for it to circulate on the cusp of what could be a network that not only was was home to WWE in years past, but also has some of the best teenage programming on television. Now, I'm sorry, I'll back up. On network TV, it is the best teenage programming in terms of the the the, the type of content, the layers of the shows, like all American, all American Homecoming. Those are on the CW. Yep. Like. So those are my reasons why it looks bad. I'm sure I could I could give you more, but if I'm if I'm saying this is why you should have done this without taking notes, that's what I'm giving you in the elevator. To me, that's a, that's 100 viable. Uh, totally respect it. I don't see anything about it that doesn't make sense. <clears throat> so 
I just I did say I was gonna play devil's advocate. So let me put my MJF mask on. Nice Burberry. Um <laughs> Let me ask you this. When you get a television deal, a television network will pick up a show for content. And what are they looking to get? The, 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 the TV network told us what is to do get what? Exposure. Viewers. And which which ratings. Equal, which equal? Money. Advertising dollars. Bingo. So that's one. This all sounds familiar. <laughs> just just looking at that criteria of what a television network is looking for when they acquire content to put on their network platform versus an over the top. When they're actually putting you in a time slot and exercising viewership in that time slot to generate money. That's a premium. Exactly. What about NWA power or NWA as a promotion over the last blanket five years has given you the idea that there is a significant profit to be turned by having them available on network television. There's only one thing that 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 does that for NWA, and that's its spirit, its, its figurehead, Billy Corgan. The idea that his fame from the past could generate enough people to, to, to garner a fan base to put him in a prime position on a... I mean, they're not... I guess they're not they're not top five, but they're allegedly a top twenty network. That's the only that, that's it. Okay, but so. but it's also content. It's weekly, live to tape content, so it's consistent. Got you. So short form, there's no, there was no guarantee that putting CW in a network time slot was going to generate any money. Fair to say? There's no yeah. guarantee of that. Yeah, I'll take it, yes. Yeah, if, if you're hinging it based on the past popularity or the the investment of, of you know, Billigan Corgan, <laughs> there, there's no way to say that that's going to be a, a financial windfall for either side. So I'm under the impression that, let's look at it like this. Billy Corgan got as much press run out of saying that they were going to be what a top 20 network is, as NWA power has had in how long? Since since Tyrus was champion and was on Fox News? Boy. That's probably the last thing that got this type of press, right? Probably eight. That was eight, nine years ago. Right. Might have brought you a couple extra dollars, but nothing significant financially. I'm under the impression that NWA was never going to be in a network time slot that it was always going to be over the top platform. Mm, mm. And that this, this, if you're dealing with, from my marketing mastermind, this might have been a brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly executed plan to get attention on NWA power for the debut on CW's over the top platform. Because now, instead of trying to bring value to the to the network and to yourself via a time slot that people have to use for appointment television you bring even more value to yourself 
and the network by being the reason that more people download the over the top platform and log in to see what you can get away with. That's not a bad thought. And you and I both know the best form of free advertisement is negative press. Bing Everybody's talking bong. about you. Bing bong. So if we do, if we doing blow live on camera, imagine what we're, imagine what we gonna do when we get to CW. <laughs> right, teenager or not, we got a parental warning on this. So now, if we put it at, at, at TV fourteen or NC seventeen or whatever the case, it's it's incumbent for the the viewer to make that decision before pushing play. Not we have to edit our content and make it palatable for people watching in a prime time time slot on Saturday night. Oh, this is here. You watch it whenever you get ready at your own risk. And as someone who lived through the original ECW era, I'm not offended by what happened. I'm just like, oh, (laughs) you didn't just live through it. You were a teenager at the height of it. I was funding the ECW revolution. <laughs> let, let's let's not let, make no mistakes about it. I was funding it <laughs> through pay-per-view purchases, merchandise, I, DVDs. I, I did everything but go to the ECW arena. <laughs> I was funding the revolution. So, yeah, I do know. And, I, and for that reason, I also have love for, for uh, James Mitchell. But also... I do know people are oblivious. Not everybody pays attention to the the bells and whistles that go along with everything. But when's the last time you saw James Mitchell before you saw him doing doing blow on on Twitter? Bro, the last time I saw James Mitchell that I can recall was probably on TNA back when Abyss was with- You went went too far back. I'm I'm gonna stop you before you even say that. You went too far back. Come forward. More recent. I've seen him since before then? Or since then? in Canyon. No, 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 no. Are you, are you talking about on, on uh, Dark Side, Dark Side of the Ring? Of the Ring. <laughs> you saw him on Dark Side of the Ring talking about what? I'm thinking, talking about Canyon and doing drugs. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, okay, you do know once you get the the general population upset about something, the first thing they love to do is Google. So the first name that pops up is going to be James Mitchell. They're going to put in James Mitchell professional wrestling what's gonna come up dark side of the ring actually hold on let's do that right now let's let's, let's test this come on come on in the room and prove me right one time all right so it's like james mitchell wrestling um no i just they just it just popped up james mitchell wrestling father james mitchell um oh house of wrestling cocaine spotted nwa pay-per-view can negatively impact the cw deal exclusive uh, First, always a negative. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Bunch of bios, more bios, more bios. There's another. There's that article again. Uh, Blood runs cold, ripping off Mortal Kombat. <laughs> That's all. This video. Uh, more, more videos. Uh, his LinkedIn profile. Nice. <laughs> I guarantee you the LinkedIn profile is gonna have the credits for Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, let me see what I see. I'm just looking at the Google search here. Uh, the first thing I see that is noticeable is so he's going. He's got a resume on here. Shows where he lives. Uh, he's the owner of Lucky Devil Entertainment, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, 1993-94. And, and then you have to click the link to read the rest of it. Obviously, 
Uh, oh, so the, here, so here's the, the first thing that I see that's not related to his resume or a video or the alleged incident, or not the alleged, the incident is an article from a site I refuse to say on this on this show. Okay. Father James Mitchell inducting Abyss into the Impact Hall of Fame. So funny, I mentioned Abyss, and then that goes in there. So yeah, then that's a that's a good thing. <clears throat> so okay, cool. So that that just tells me whoever was gonna go hunting for, you know, hidden troll treasure was gonna have to dig a little deeper, or you were <laughs> gonna have to have somebody within close proximity who could tell you where to find something else. But if it's me, I'm like, he's doing blow here. <laughs> I remember how he was in ECW. He's always been a little bit on the edge, walking the ledge of sanity. At least from a character standpoint. Swap, I've and never then, asked you this. I've known you for over, well over, damn it, almost two decades. Um, I've never asked you this. How did you get introduced to ECW? Ah, uh, let's see. Um, I think the first time, you know what? Where I first really, really got into ECW was through Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Okay. Because I would always be, anytime I was in a grocery store or Walmart or anywhere with my mom, she would go do the shopping. I would go straight to the magazine rack. Yep. And I was going to spend, if she was there 45 minutes, I guarantee you 33 of them for me were going to be right there reading through reading through magazines and trying to get at least three of them to come home with me. And then two minutes was going to be uh, spent packing groceries. Five minutes was going to be spent trying to find your mom. And the other five minutes is going to be spent tricking off. <laughs> You feel me? I'm going to take a couple laps around here, see what else is popping. But I definitely, my first stop was definitely to the magazine rack. And because I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give myself, give my location up. If you remember the old Walmart that was at um, 20, uh, six, Cockrell Hill in 67. Ooh. It's a window now for those who are from the area. Oh, wow. When, when you went in there. The jewelry department was on one side of the aisle. Electronics was on the other. And the back wall on the outside of that electronics department was where the magazines and books were. So that's where you would find me. Right on. So but between that and that's, yeah, that's probably what gave me my first ideas and kind of first taste of ECW because you would see people, I would see Sabu, he popped up in 95 in WCW, and I was like, where did he come from? But I think I had already started reading about it before then. Because mm -hmm. it would be in there, but we weren't towards the, we weren't really up towards the um, barely legal push. So it wasn't like, oh, this is imminent, this is coming to to, to a pay-per-view soon. In, the, in those other magazines, like Pro Wrestling Illustrated and insider and any one of the those other mags that were coming out at that time they would just feature stuff from everywhere so you would see these top 10 lists of top 10 heavyweights or you'd see these other stories in there that weren't about wcw or wwf i was like this is more interesting because i have no way to see this so i'm intently reading it and then you would see these lists and you would learn who these people were and you would try to track it down via tape so that's how I got it. So interesting, similar scenario. You you put me in a grocery store or a Walmart for that matter. I'm going for the magazines. Walmart, sell me mine. <laughs> I uh, 
I got addicted to countdowns <laughs> because of Jet Magazine. So, you know, Jet Magazine used to have like the, the top, I think, top 20 for the week. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And so, and I had a cousin, shout out to my cousin Anthony, who uh, he gave me a bunch of his, uh, and I, I swear, if I was ha- half of the adult that I was, I mean, half the adult as, as a t- uh, I am now as a child, I still have these magazines, but the wrestler, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, Pro Wrestling Mag, almost, of course, uh, the two after mags, and almost anything else that was out with professional wrestling, he had these magazines. So, if pro wrestling was on the front, I was reading it. So, yeah, so that's that's me. And then if you remember, out well, you don't go back this far, but the early to mid 80s, Every Pro Wrestling Illustrated in the rest of the magazine would have a different top 10 per region. So it had all the territories in there. So you had. I don't know. The ones I was reading had that same thing in there. Um, I just may only go back to. It would be. If I had one that far back, it would be late 80s, but definitely early 90s. I was all over that. Yeah, but see, all you had then would have been. NWA, WCW, WWF, maybe Japan, uh, and it would have just said, and it would have just said uh, Japan, USWA, um, which at the time, by the time, by that time, would have encompassed Memphis too, Memphis and Texas, because of the merger. AWA was gone or on the way out the door. Uh, you might have had UWF, uh, the Herb Abrams edition. Um, yeah, both of those were out by the time. But yeah, pretty so, similar. Yeah, so there there'd be times where you would actually miss a territory because either they didn't submit or they didn't so someone didn't get the content in time. But we're talking right. like Portland, uh Stampede, Mid South, World Class, uh uh Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely missing those. World class was still kind of functioning in early 90, 91, something, something like that. But uh, yeah, definitely wasn't getting, um, wasn't getting Portland, wasn't getting uh, UWF, wasn't getting Mid South. So yeah, definitely you have some that predates what I was getting. Yeah, I mean, like it was almost, it was like two full pages of just territories with wrestlers, towns, and weights. And uh, yeah, so with EC when ECW came around, naturally the 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 pages were way way thinner by then, because uh, there was there wasn't as much to talk about. And of course, WCW and WWF had their own magazines by then. But I remember they had they had this phone line, these info lines. They were free. You could find them in the phone book, and they had the the page. There's like two or three pages of just like numbers, like a directory, and you can do, get everything from stock news to politics to uh, uh, sports um, and then of course through that pro wrestling horoscopes jokes you name it and so the uh, pro wrestling it would be sometimes it was Bill After where he would have one that he did like a subscription service that, that he would syndicate to these phone companies uh, Meltzer did one um uh, uh, what's what's the other guy? Uh, uh, Torch Wade Keller. Wade Keller did one, and so I found out about the the trashing of the ten pounds of gold 
via the telephone on one of those lines. I, the, the, the names, the names, Taz, Sabu, Dudley Boys, Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Cairo, all these names that if I didn't recognize them from from other places beforehand, this this one. When I heard Jack Victory on this phone line, I'm thinking there's no way Jack Victory is wrestling in the, in the East Coast. And and, and and wait, and so of course, me being the guy from the 80s that I was, if Jack Victory's here, where's John Tatum? Right. Right. Y'all homies, y'all got to travel together everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's how I got turned on to it. So I I didn't I, I think the first time I actually got a chance to actually watch ECW was when it hit TNN because where I was at, it was on. Yeah, when it was on. I was in college and it was on so late at night that and of course the, where I went to school that it was so bad reception was so bad wait what, what year is this for me like the first time I watched ECW yeah we're talking like 99 okay so it is TNN yeah yeah I had I, I, I had was, I was trying to line the times off I'm like Nah, that can't be right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. up on, I'm up on all the stories from because like ninety, I think the the trashing was what ninety three when Eastern Championship became uh, extreme. Yes. So 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 all the storylines I'm up on. I just ain't seen nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> Yo, Sahab at the coffee table has you covered. Oh, don't worry. I, 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 in my possession. Yes. I know it's high quality merchandise and content that I will be care flighting to you at my earliest convenience. Let me so do this. Make sure you live your life the best way possible because nobody who has the means, nobody who has the, the opportunity should have to go any further through life without knowing the greatness of uncut, unedited, no baking soda, unstepped on ECW. And you gotta have the real music, because I don't know what this... You <laughs> same, feel me? Same with Mid-South. Same with Mid-Southern. Same with Continental. When New Jack come to the ring, I got to hear Cube and Dre. The Natural entire Horn. time from the time he walks out to the time he goes back. <laughs> That's it. On loop. On repeat. Which, which means what they probably did is they made the CD and had the same song 12 times in a row. Back to back to back. And they might have had Cakewalk just to just to stretch it if you oh, really want to get active. With the, with the, with the correct ass access key? Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Because yeah. Paul Hemmick could afford anything. Oh, he could afford it. Well, he, he could afford it. He just wasn't paying for it because <laughs> he's Paul Hemmick. If you had an opportunity to crack, the, crack a couple codes or you know, use a couple pirated uh, devices or pirated programs. Yeah, they ain't gonna do that. <laughs> they used to send out this. Um, it'd be a. It's like a paper menu, but it was their their merchandise catalog. All you had to do was call the number and request one. Mm. I didn't realize until years later that actual talent was running the, the inter office. Yep. That's uh, I'm willing to bet that on one or maybe two occasions, I spoke with either Taz or Tommy, <laughs> yeah, Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. 
placing an order. And I think it was a Taz, uh, a Taz interview that I saw that made me realize that because I heard the story a few times, but then I think it was Taz was talking about something, and I, I think I, that was from him that I heard that too. Taz was the designer part. It's okay if uh, for those of you who are on the cock pods when they do the ECW Exposed documentary, uh, sitting around. So uh, the Dudley Boys, Taz. Um, the Dudley's Taz, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Corey Graves, Paul Heyman, and I might be missing a person, but they break down the roles of who who everybody was in the office. Like, was was it Foley? I don't think Foley was there, or if he was, I don't think he was there the whole time. Yeah, well, no, for, I'm talking about for like the interview, like that. Like what you're talking about? No, that that panel, I know it was, I know it was Heyman. Heyman, Dreamer, Taz for sure. Heyman, Dreamer, Taz, Bubba Ray, Devon. Okay, okay. And then, and then I think Corey Graves was moderate. And it was uh, Taz was essentially the designer department, so everything he designed, everything that came out, it's like okay, wouldn't have guessed that. Then um, I think Bubba Ray was in charge of shipping, <laughs> and he told this hilarious story about messing with Paul about some checks that were supposed to be mailed out to to a venue. And he's like, "Oh, I got it uh, right here. Read, read me the ship. Uh, the what is it? The read me the sh- uh, confirmation number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Read me the tracking number. That's what it was. <laughs> and the tracking number. He starts going off as like X five three G five. Paul, you realize you gave me eight too many numbers. <laughs> Just <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, for for someone who lived." real-time ecw i have no problem with the skit and the segment itself because at some point we have to entertain the adults who aren't so easily triggered yep adult inter- there is a place for adult entertainment whether people like to believe it or not just leave it to the adults just leave it to the adults. and if it's so- not for you just leave the room turn Which- the channel or turn the tube off whatever don't offend those who who aren't offended. Which to me is why I'm like, you know what? Professional wrestling in 2023 that isn't looking to be a scaled down or or less funded version of WWE. Start looking to these old cable platforms. Like look to your uh, stars and look to your Cinemax and look to. FX. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it would be like to get commercial-free professional wrestling in real time? Fam. It's not like, like it's not like we're not paying for it. Like at this point, like I don't I don't necessarily okay. We'll go deeper into the weeds since we're talking about money and TV and all that. Fox Fox officials came out and said some things about why they didn't uh decide to <laughs> renew and re-up the the SmackDown TV contract. Main which of being we weren't receiving enough return on investment. Swap, Meaning, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about the IDGAF network. Yes. Being mad about not getting a return on their investment. But you know what they do GAF about? It, over there. Wait, do, I, do I need that? Bingo. <laughs> So bingo bango. They 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 give they give up so much and care about it in the same breath. 2.05 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Because you thought 
you had a preconceived notion about the audience you of that thought. particular program. You thought, you thought that that particular segment of people who watch pro wrestling would buy these products, not understanding those products and that audience don't go together. So you're selling advertisement because of the spot and you're selling advertisement based on these numbers that say, well, these many people are watching and they're in this demographic. They're perfect for you. No, they're not. They could care less about whatever you were selling in between those commercials. That's why never, so many people are time shifting. Right. And you, you just never, you never took the opportunity to analyze the data and say that, look, it's 18 to 49, but 18 to 49 in 2023 ain't buying that. <laughs> I hate to say it. They should have been spending money with Amazon filling those time slots. And that, that and here's a segue. Are you going to have to sell some different products, bro? Like, well, we, well, it's done with Fox. Like Fox, Fox said, we don't go together no more. It's done. Right. Yeah, it's completely over with. Smackdown's it doesn't it's gonna happen again to somebody else. Smackdown's back to USA, NXT is on the CW, NWA is in limbo. They're gonna be on they're gonna be on the platform. Monday night raw. To be determined. Now more than ever, especially with the TKO deal. As much as I would like them to go to Amazon, I got a strong suspicion that after Disney acquired the controlling stake of Hulu and now this bundle with ESPN is going to have all things encompassed come 2024. TKO will have a stronghold on ESPN through UFC and I'm predicting WWE. So, okay. Let's say it happens, because that that's an absolutely brilliant way to look at it. If Disney's about to to acquire Hulu, basically consume it. No, not about to. They've they've done it. The only, only thing is waiting for the ink to dry. Waiting on their food to digest. Same, same. Um, that would make Disney the power player for a lot of stuff. Um, how much does the product change if that happens? Simply because of the. Wait, wait. And before you answer that, let me tell you why I asked that. I do know the UFC is its own thing. It exists on ESPN Plus, and that's that's a it's a combat sport, real life combat sport. I, Reason, I, 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 stop, stop. Why why I'm asking you that is, Stanford is a hybrid that for the longest, especially in recent times, has leaned more on their their appeal to the 13 and under. So as a property for Disney, they can look at that and say, okay, this is a this is a family-oriented uh, piece of content versus where some of the creative goes because of its time slot 
oh no, this is more of a hybrid or this is a contemporary or possibly a more edgy presentation. If they were acquired by Disney, what happens to the product? For, you say UFC is its own thing, right? And it's a combat sport, right? Right. Who outside of professional wrestling considers what WWE does to sports entertainment? Get a little more specific with the question. Just a little bit. People say that pro wrestling is scripted, not real. The F no, word. Ca- casuals say, yeah, casuals use the F word. Okay. So outside of people who consider professional wrestling as wrestling and call it sports entertainment, what sect of people? lean on the sports entertainment aspect entertainers so like if you're going to like a talk show if you're going to like a radio uh, venue things of that people who are involved in theater or theater of the mind refer to wrestling as sports entertainment because that's what Vince wants you to do that's what Vince has conditioned you to do for 40 years there's long-term long-term branding <laughs> long-term storytelling same same I, i'm i'm we're, i'm not splitting hairs i promise you i'm not on that now you take that same ideal mm-hmm. and put it on the entertainment sports programming network you take people like mm, pat mcafee Dana White. Uh what's my man who just who just got signed to Fox Sports? Uh Willie Cologne. Uh, they consider professional wrestling a combat sport. Dave LaGreca. I love what you're doing right now if you didn't know. <laughs> I appreciate that. They consider professional wrestling a combat sport. So if you're putting e, uh, WWE in Disney, you're going to treat it the same way as you would the UFC. Will there be parameters in place? Of course there will be. Why? Because it's not a sport, but you're legitimizing it by associating it with sport. I will always consider professional wrestling a sport because you can't get a non-athlete to do the stuff that these guys do. You, and yeah, I, you can't. You cannot put a non-athletic person in a wrestling ring and get anything you see on Monday, Friday, hell, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, or any other day. What's What's the guy? I forgot his name. And I hate. That I forgot his name. But he was the uh, the skinny guy that uh, from Virginia, James, somebody who had a had a short run and then left and then came back for a shorter run and then left again. Was fired on SmackDown. Ellsworth? Yes. Ellsworth? Yes. Tell me he's not athletic. AF. He can he can follow instructions. But he can also do what those instructions are told to do. He's agile of the There mind. you go.
and that's how you land the plane. Yeah. Wheels down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Steady. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, for real. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I definitely like that. I like the idea of adapting it as more of an ESPN Plus property. Because my first thing would have been if you put it on the Disney Network. Yes, they do have. Um, they have age barriers. Like it, you know, you have to be of a certain age to watch certain content. But it's just anytime Disney has such a reputation. And not from any of the the other stuff that you know. If you read, you find out. But just with Disney was synonymous with children, right? So anything that goes above and beyond the entertainment of children, but has that Disney label attached to it, gets very dicey. Even the Marvel universe doesn't really ever get too far out of pocket. Well, they do now. Someone, they do now if you pay attention. Yeah, but I mean Samuel incorporating Samuel L. Jackson. And you knew it was going to be a couple of MFs included. That just comes with the it's comes in with his the territory. Contract. Yep, comes with the territory. It, it's in his contract. It's at least four MFs every time he get ready to breathe. <laughs> so, like, let's break it down even further. So, the content that you have on Hulu consisted of second day air or my or, or you know like a lot of stuff from really not just fox but pop culture in general uh the irony of this deal is the fact that uh comcast was or xfinity was the the people that disney acquired this stake from the owners of peacock so you follow me here so the way peacock is set up if you look at the app is that you have the nbc xfinity products there and then wwe is like sandwiched in there somewhere and they have their own little app within an app Mm -hmm. if you take disney and give them that take the same concept you put disney there and then you have hulu for all of your syndicated runs you have ESPN. Oh, let's redo the WWE app in the original format and just throw it on Disney. Or better yet, let's just keep it simple. Let's just migrate all of that Peacock content in the exact same format and just throw it on the Disney platform. Why? Because it's easier to take a blade out and pass it over to Bristol. They're both in Connecticut. All I'm saying is somebody gonna have to have a plan. And it looks like Disney might. But I'm here for it though. I'm but and real quick on this one. Mm-hmm. Suppose Disney doesn't pony up the money that they need to for Monday Night Raw. Okay. So where where else? where could WWE go not name Fox for Raw? I mean we said Amazon. And I still like it too. I just don't think um, it makes the most sense. I don't rule out the idea of USA buying USA. I mean, USA buying Raw back. Maybe the maybe the asking price was too high to get Raw and NXT, but maybe it's enough to just get Raw. 
Now, here, here's the sad part. I don't know if you've been reading, paying attention to this, and I Probably hate not. even, I hate, to, I talk, talking about this is as, as painful as talking about AEW and house show attendance or in the or TV show attendance. Not even house Dude, show. We we've been doing great this episode. We ain't said nothing disparaging about them yet. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, and I just, I'm just using that as a as a as a a bar. I'm being funny. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Oh. Uh, the two worst matches in Monday Night Raw history featured members of Judgment Day. And one of them was this past or was was a week ago with Damian Priest. If you're using that as a future champion and your current women's champion, women's world champion, and you're if you're if you're using that, oh and mind you, Damian Priest and Finn Balor are tag team champions. You're using that as leverage to migrate from USA to somewhere else. And mind you, in the 30 years that Monday Night Raw has been on the air, they've only been off of USA for two years on a network that no longer exists in that same name. The network still exists, but it has changed names three times since then. (laughs) The Nashville Network, four times. The National Network, Spike TV, Paramount. That's the same network. I mean, they've all done business before. There's nothing that says they won't do it again. But with whom do you think they that you think that Viacom is is, is a viable player for this? Especially considering they're about to offload all all of that content from uh, from Showtime. Because Sans Sans WWE, they had. TNA for about seven years, if I'm not mistaken, eight at the most. Uh, no <clears throat> wrestling since. So you had ECW, and then ECW got gobbled up by WWE's programming, WWE, mm-hmm. and then five year gap, well, four year gap, and then you brought TNA in. Right. And it's- you're still dealing with Viacom, which means Viacom, which means CBS, mm. which, which includes women of wrestling. Mm. So the, there is a palette that is open for a well-performing wrestling product. Women of wrestling does ratings that are equal to and sometimes superior to episodes of Collision and Rampage. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they're competing for the same market share. Same that, market share. Yeah. Dynamite is. So. If WWE was so inclined to want to go back to another national television network, a free TV opt-in, so to speak, Monday, what's what's going on on CBS on a Monday night where you can't watch Raw? You can't tell me what's, I can't tell you what's going on on CBS outside of uh, football on Sundays in 60 minutes. Bing bong. <laughs> Circle gets the square. Like... I'm sorry, you there is there is no there is no network that has Monday night programming other than ABC and ESPN that you could tell me wouldn't take Monday night raw. Because it's going to man, what if, double and quadruple whatever numbers their Monday night show is getting now. What if you put Monday Night Raw on CBS? You're on network television for Monday Night Raw. That's never happened. We've never seen an episode of Monday Night Raw on network I'm television. Just, look. Talk to me nice. I might give you a couple more ideas, but make sure you zeal me mine. <laughs>
Because <laughs> for a nominal. Oh, boy. Soon to be. A phenomenal fee. You take some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate. Fold, jingle, all that. I'm look, all <laughs> I'm saying is tell me how much money you want and I'll figure out how we're gonna get it. By this much. Can you think can you think back about mm, 150 episodes? How hard it was for me to get to that trigger. <laughs> You have done a masterful job of staying ready because if you stay ready, you, you don't have to, get, to ready. get ready. <laughs> That's for sure. That's a fun fact and a true tried and true tip. Take that with you if you take nothing else from this episode. Uh, let's run through some of these uh, quick hits real quick, man. Good, good show, Swaff. Hey, uh, man, you know, sometimes we pull a classic out and we wasn't even intending to. Daniel Brian Danielson. Oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Brian got to do better by protecting his face. What we thought was a work found out in the worst way. It is not. He got that work. He got a his second serious injury this year, and probably this in his in the list of injuries that he's had, top three. And the first one retired his ass. <laughs> What is it? Busted orbital socket? Oh, uh, yeah. Bu- yeah, busted. A busted socket. <laughs> I didn't say busted. <laughs> busted. It didn't bum, sound bum, a whole hey. bust. Oh, man. A busted, a broken orbital socket. <laughs> it's not funny that he got hurt. It, it's we're talking about the verbiage. Did Okada actually do this? What? Huh? So I, I I know Okada was the one that hurt him uh, back during the uh, during the summer at uh, Forbidden Door Two. I didn't see any of this. I read it as though. Okay, so this was on the episode of Dynamite that this happened. Oh, so it happened on Dynamite? Yes. I thought this was like from Collision when... Uh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. It was Collision. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it was Malachi Black. Okay, so... He, it, it, he hit Fade to Black and then... That's and what it was. Brian faded to Black. Yep. That eye faded to Black, for sure. <laughs> for real. But the screams that he let out... <laughs> I, I'll go back and watch it just for historical context, but Sheesh. the way it's been described to me, it's like, damn, I don't know if I want to see that. Then you see the... I guess the what you want to call the ineptitude of everyone else around who had no idea how to care for this guy in real time. They were the really because they because they were too busy thinking it was wrestling. He was pouring water on his jaw and something else and this the other. Just yeah, it was yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was a bit much. Um, war War Games is taking shape. We actually have our first not one. But we were th- so wrong. But three war games matches have already been booked. Uh, no thanks to um, uh, international travel issues. This one we didn't see coming. Of, of all, of all the people who have had international travel issues, the one person who's trying to get citizenship has a six-month visa ban. Walter, so go wait, ahead. Wait, wait, wait. 
the ban is because he's trying to get gain citizenship. I don't know if that's if that's if that's the case, but I do know that he's trying to gain citizenship. I thought he violated or something. You would have to to get banned for six months. Right. That's different. See, with with Ray Phoenix, it was I'm in the process of becoming. So since I'm in the process, there is a window in which I cannot internationally travel. The yeah. way I've read this this Valter story was more like, nah, you've been out here thugging it. <laughs> and, and because you've been thugging it, we done finally caught up with you. So now for the next six months, you got to sit down. Well, he he won't be making it to Germany. It doesn't look like. Well, I don't know. That's because I could be after the six months. I don't even have the date for Germany. But uh, Walter versus no, the, the Miz for Inter- Intercontinental Championship. How about the Miz on Monday Night Raw showing his behind? Pause. I'm, it's face run time. It's face run Miz. That means we got to get a little deeper in the bag of tricks. We got to the work rate goes up when Mike is on his when Mike is in his mode. The work rate goes up. And this is uh, end of end of career appreciation Miz that we're seeing right now. People, I don't know if people really realize that or not, but like. He's got more I'm, years behind him than he has in front of him. And I mean, you can say that about a lot of, of the established talent in, in WWE, but I'm not really ready to put that victory lap on him just yet. Well, if you, if you think about it, though, who's the locker room general right now? Right now? Right now. You want the one that comes to work every week or you want the real one? Give me both. You know what? It's probably Cody. It's probably Cody. Out of that cast of characters, it's probably Cody. I don't necessarily see Seth being the type. Like, he would be the type that would try to galvanize with a speech. I don't know if everybody in the room buys into not Seth giving a speech. I ain't gonna... I, I won't be disrespectful using man's government name, but government na- government name Seth <laughs> giving a speech about camaraderie and, and trying to realign the locker room type thing. I honestly feel like it's Randy when he's there. Funny you mention him. I, I the reason why I say the Miz is because he's been there almost as long as Randy. Number one, two. People probably won't come to him like they need to, but I think eventually they will, or or so, and some of them actually do. It's just not in mass like it should be, in my opinion. Of course, I'm not backstage. I don't know this, but when you talk about the elder statesmen in the locker room, no one has been backstage and in WWE consistently for as long as the Miz that's active right now. From a list of people that you would want to sit under the learning tree with about how to get get along and go along and succeed in Stanford, absolutely, Miz is top three of what's available right now. And the fact that he has he's only been there. Now, what I would say is, if you're talking about air quotes locker room leader or the the general the the, the judge, jury, and executioner of wrestler court, essentially is what you're trying to name. <laughs> right now, that's random. Whenever he's there. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's Randy Orton because Randy Orton also has the power to go and this you doing something else. Which that's an article we gotta find too, because that apparently happened, but 
<laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like he has that he has that ability and will use it. I am not totally convinced that one Miz has that ability, and two would actually use it if given the opportunity. Mm. I know Seth has that ability. I know Seth probably would use it if given the opportunity, but I don't know if you can galvanize the locker room while also holding those other two cards. There are three cards you have to hold. Most most of the guys that you would think about hold one or two, not very many hold three. Randy holds three. For what everyone else has to say about our tribal chief, I believe he holds all three cards. I just don't think he, that's his in, his in his nature. So, so hold, 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 get on. Somebody hold, hold on. So let me let me let me guess the three cards. Uh, being there with the experience to be able to teach back. Yes. Being able to. Uh, being able being having the respect to be the peacemaker. Yes. And being able to throw hands if necessary. Put those two together. Peacemaker and throw hands. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So what's the third one then? Galvanize. Okay. You gotta be you gotta be able to, to deliver the big gipper speech in, if necessary. <laughs> you gotta be able to unite the room and, and not and have it not have it come off corny. Was that was that's like Roman and Survivor Series 2018. <laughs> I mean, if anybody was looking for an example, there you have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that's essentially what you're looking for. And I, Roman has put enough money in enough people's pockets to where I would feel like if you if you decide to have a problem with something he says to you about doing better business, you got a or, problem with your life. Listen, right? Because <laughs> first of all, separate Tribal Chief on camera from Roman Reigns backstage. I've never heard him do anything other than try to build with people. Like he, that, that even the tribal chief character is that's not even true for Cena. Like I've never heard Roman squ- attempt to squash somebody. You know that always is a story that gets told at some point. The gold, like, the, the proverbial golden shovel. Like we haven't heard that since Cena. There is not a person without that stain on them, other than Roman and maybe a couple other people who have never been in that position. Like the Miz, <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? And, 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 and Miz tried it with uh, with Daniel Bryan. And I think that was that was scripted. That was a script. That was a that was reverse. Not psychology. not not the last run. I'm talking like NXT. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, That's, okay. Yeah, that whole thing between them about Miz basically saying because they're they're polar opposites. Yeah, there's, in, there's journeyman the, versus the WWE uh, stalwart. I played this Stanford thing by the book. And if you listen to me, you can go from bingo hall to bingo card. <laughs> uh, I said real quick, and here we go spending a whole tw- 20 minutes on the miss. Man, we, man, we out here just trying to re-impart knowledge. This is, you catch us in a groove and you get a classic. So just, you know, pull up another And, and it's been a while we since we've been able to give you this. So, you know, take what you can get. Zoe Stark versus the Women's World Champion Monday Night Mommy Rhea Ripley, and then we also have War Games. Um, Team A: Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, and Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day and JD McDonough. 
there's so many crazy things that can come out of this and we we've talked about the the survivor series aspect of war games on the uh the the last you know who ain't gonna win and a little bit on 218 but there's so many different scenarios that come out of this one we can we could have seth get hurt we could have sammy turn we could have jd join we could have jd get kicked out for drew there's so many different things that can happen here that it's just it, this is it's this is a happy train wreck waiting to happen one way or the other. Um, after watching Raw and the way it ended, I have a little bit of faith in the idea that Sammy might turn. You told me no. You say he can't turn. He can't turn. Why? I, this 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 is fan. This is not this is not uh, show host talking. This is fan talking. Okay. He just he just can't he just can't <laughs> like I have no reasons he oh, just nah, can't no nah, don't, don't give me that don't give me that no 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 I, I look I saw the same thing you saw like there's like there are seeds being sprinkled the idea that Jay and and Sammy are all things forgiven where there's no way Sammy forgives Jay for the things that he's done so you can't turn you really can't turn Jay Jay is white hot right now with Cody just being on Raw gave him a whole new identity Sammy is the odd man out here no one cares one way or the other about seth seth could be a face seth could be a heel seth could be here seth could be gone the only way it would even remotely make sense well it doesn't never mind i was gonna come up with something on the fly it doesn't (laughs) jimmy messed that up it makes absolutely no sense for jay to turn on cody and feed him to the wolves it just doesn't. Not right now. It it may around WrestleMania time, but right now, too it, soon. It really, to me, I don't know. I don't think you can tell me a good enough reason for it to happen. Mm. Unless somebody does something to slight Jay in the time between now and then. Like, you're going to have to go out of your way to slight Jay and then give him something to think about. Because if you're just saying... All of a sudden, click, here goes this other shoe that's going to drop. And that other shoe is that Jay is going to join either Judgment Day or going to get back with the gang. Sammy, however, Sammy got this whole new thing in his mind cooked up about being World Heavyweight Champion. You went tooth and nail down to the end with, with Seth Rollins. You may have just come to the realization that I've been doing this the wrong way the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> So that that's intrig that's super intriguing. If he thinks he's been doing this the wrong way the whole time and all of a sudden decides it's weird for him to have spent a, a whole year in the bloodline then get out just to go back to another faction less than eight months later, but <laughs> that's an option. Yeah. Of course, I like the idea of Drew in Judgment Day for the same reason. So now we have some intrigue. Especially, I just thought so. Oh, I, I'm, yeah, let me, let me interrupt you with, with on the Drew situation. What I didn't like was they gave Drew the same story they gave Hikaru Shida, and not to say that it wasn't true because it was, but they almost verbatim gave that to us for for uh, for Crown Jewel, which was the fact that he won a title before the world got shut down 
I mean, that's not copying creative. That's just telling two truths. No, no, no. I'm not, and I'm not saying that. It's, but it's, it's just like we just, we just saw this. We just saw this with with Cheetah, and so now we're seeing it again with Drew. Now, revisionist history. No one cares what happened to Sheeta on the WWE side. Am I mean right or wrong? Like, it's not like they're going out and actively watching AEW programming to get ideas for you know for future storytelling. I'll go as far as to say, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but if you're not a full-time, hardcore, devoted member of the AEW fan base, you didn't care. There you go. So, and, it, and it's just it's indicative of the way that women's wrestling is handled domestically. Which we talked about that at nauseum too when when Sheeta had issues and all of a sudden now she's back. But uh, now it seems like it's have those issues been resolved? Damn, if she's back. Yeah, if if they haven't been resolved, then it's wasted breath. How is she living, fam? So uh, that's neither here nor there. Well, that's a whole different type of topic for a different type of day. This ain't that day or that topic. Uh, Back on Drudo. The build is was that the where you believed that he was actually going to win. Sounds just like Cody at WrestleMania, which is all the more reason why you knew he was going to lose. This match was thrown together just for Crown Jewel. And what we get from the from the uh, from the exit of that, beforehand we had semi psycho Drew get completely tamed down, and then now he's back as uh, I'm mad and I'm not talking to anybody, Drew, because all y'all want to do is talk about why I lost. So now we're about to get Psycho Killer Drew back. Which is what we needed in the first place. We never not needed that. Especially, you know what I'm saying? Especially knowing that we don't have a contract. And if we do have a contract, great. Good on him. I, well, part, part of this is what gives me the idea that he may be in the midst of getting closer to a contract because... I'll, I'll say I wasn't like everyone else. I didn't. After what I saw they did with Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins, I knew that Seth was not losing the title anytime soon. Mm-mm. This will not, unless there is like another freak injury or a major shift and a pivot for some reason unbeknownst to any of us, Seth is probably going to make it to WrestleMania as champion. Because at this point, the, the back injury, however legitimate, is being worked. It, it's being storyline worked. Sidebar, it, sidebar. How far down this uh, down the ladder does Shinsuke slide after the Seth feud? Uh, it, it it takes you back to like 1996 in your house era. Like you were you were a world killer for like two months because you had two title defenses that you were going to be a part of, and then after that. Next, next man up. We got the Shinsuke we've always wanted, we, but not the way we wanted him. No, the Shinsuke I always wanted on the main roster was the one that showed up in Dallas when he debuted against Sami Zayn. Man, that's the guy I. Want. That 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 boy special. I uh, needed I needed chance that said Shin is gonna. Mm-hmm. Yep, he about to he about to unalive you. Oh, uh, see how yeah self edit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now I'm convinced. That don't Seth don't 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 at me, bro. <laughs> don't don't ever disrespect me. But at this point, I'm convinced that Seth isn't gonna lose unless it's just some like shocking book swerve or his he gets hurt hurt because this the injury is being worked for storyline purposes, which of course I'm not against. But now that I've come to that conclusion, 
if Drew didn't beat you, nobody else is gonna beat you straight up one on one. And after the top of the year, we're not gonna care about the money in the bank briefcase. Oh, that we didn't talk about that, Sammy stealing that, that either. That, look, he he stole the purple briefcase, and how was that? Finn still got the green one. We let talked me, about that me, too. Let me ask you this: one, I love it that you're still bringing up the fact that the green one exists. <laughs> that may end up being something at some point. That may end up how you get. That may be how you dissolve whatever version of the Judgment Day you have come WrestleMania time. And that's also proof that Vince is not doing creative. Go ahead. <laughs> bing, bing, bong. Because, because, oh, if we can get the backlash and go back to Puerto Rico, and and Priest still got this case. Listen, oh, well, well, there's a well. That might be. There is nothing stopping that. Hold on. Other than, other than somebody's itchy trigger trigger finger. Hold, 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 hold what you got. I got to do some calendar research real quick. When was what was it Judgment Day? Yup. Yerp. Let's see here. No. As we pause for station identification, you are truly listening to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. This guy. Follow us on all social media platforms at Broken Pencil BC. That's at Broken Pencil BC on everything. Everything. It's right. It's right there. Everything. Um, I'm trying to find the date that uh for, for next year's backlash? no no for for the oh that's what it was it was backlash not Judgment Day it's backlash um that's why I was typing in Judgment Day because that's usually the paper yeah so that's that's Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest that's uh Cody versus Brock one May eighth okay so uh-huh. yeah so we're we're looking at if he if he keeps is that so that's when he won it right no. That's just when did he win? Was, when did he win it? He won it at Judgment Day, right? No, he won the briefcase at Money in the oh, Bank. Oh, Money in the Bank. Okay. Oh, that's right. Money in the Bank replaced Judgment Day. So he can't take it to Puerto Rico if they have backlash in the same weekend because it puts him at longer than a year. It would be invalid. Money in the Bank is like right before SummerSlam. Normally, this year it wasn't. Look at the date for Money in the Bank. I'm pulling it up right now. Money. Because Money in the Bank was the international PLE where Jay pinned Roman. That's like late July. Money in the Bank was... Oh, July 1st. We talked about this already. You're right. Okay, so... All right, cool. So there it is. So he... he, Yeah, he probably... he, He has until June 30th to hit 365 days. Because That's of leap cool. year, so you got another, you got at least three more of the big five, four more if you count Survivor Series. Because if if the champion is locked in war games with the guy who holds the money in the bank brief, briefcase, win, lose, or draw, you're going to have your head on a swivel. What if? Hold on, let me. I'm, I'm putting money. I'm putting money on Puerto Rico though. That's just that's too easy. That's a layup. Hold hold on because and have Bad Bunny come out and help him. Yeah, they don't have this the pay per view schedule for next year yet, uh, or do they? 
you'd be a damn fool not to go back to Puerto Rico. We're up for money in the bank. I mean, and I hear you. Like after after the Zelina Vega thing, that was the litmus test. She was a martyr for that one. You're right. Like this shit happened in Puerto Rico. However, same cast of characters, just a different match card. However, if you can hold off money in the bank until June 30th, which is a year, 365 days, Santa's the leap year day. And you have two men's money in the bank contract holders on the same show. That's an opportunity to do something that's never been done. There you go. Just you could have a you could have a cash in that follows a cash in. <laughs> now now you playing with matches. <laughs> and again, a gasoline farm. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? You playing with matches. All you, everything doesn't have to be rushed. Everything doesn't have to be a, a, an immediate turnover. Like I say, with Seth, I'm under the, I'm under the impression they're not going to beat him anytime soon. They're using this as like the gutsy, gutsy injured champion thing. He's gonna ride this out as far as possible. Whether it be that, whether that's real or real fake or memorex, he's gonna, he's gonna ride this out as far as possible. So. This is the only plausible alternative that makes the most sense for eyes. Okay. For uh, from, uh, from from Puerto Rico, but you're talking about playing with matches, though. We yeah. got we got time to walk that dog. I'm going to read you a quote as it relates to safety in professional wrestling. Nope. Quote. This is how to how to, how to make pro wrestling better. Okay, quote: As okay, soon listening. as the doctor sees a sign of somebody being concussed, he hits the effing red button. Boom! This is over. No matter how much time is left, no matter if it's on live TV, it's just over, and you figure it out from there. <laughs> who said that? I know who said it. But just hearing it said again, John Moxley said this. Box in the box. You know, you know what I think when I hear this. (laughs) This man is concussed. (laughs) I mean, he was recently concussed. He said he was in outer space for ten minutes. Okay. Here's the problem. (sighs) We've been talking about. TV executives and and the content that they want and this, that, and the other. Have you watched the American Gladiators documentary on Netflix? Yes. Dan Nitro Clark. Boy. those, Those types of quotes were the stuff that would have made it on network television for the for American Gladiators. Newsflash, those same people or the children of those same people are currently in power. (laughs) If you say this in the wrong room of people, it will happen. Warner Brothers, when it comes to wrestling, has proven itself to, uh, at times, be the wrong room of people. If you gonna start getting like a Kill Bill siren with a flashing red light every time someone's either been concussed (laughs) or real life injured, in a match 
Quincy Jones. <laughs> you feel me? Like when I heard it, when I when I was told about the song, that's exactly that's what I said. Man, Sims treatment, bro. <laughs> he coming out there with a big old cane and <laughs> you are you are too bad you are two more bad decisions from live shucking and jiving oh boy they gonna send prince nana out there to do the swerve dance just to divert your attention while they wheel this man out the, of the only thing that makes that song tolerable is prince nana's like pull over pull over and let me out with all this driving you're doing, pull me up, pull up. <laughs> Last and certainly not least, have you got a chance to check out the Vladimir documentary on uh, Peacock? I have not. You, sir, are slacking. This is uh, how you, you how, this is how to be a fan uh, in today's product. But at the same time, he started when we started, like in the 80s, going to wrestling shows. I, you, you, I sent you a picture, dude, but um, they got a I, Trini Flag guy and I hate seeing the guy. They also need to do. They, in fact, I, I want to see them do a roundtable. I, I figured t- that would have been the better documentary, just to lump them all into one presentation. It would have been. It would have been. It, it, uh, it easily would have been. This was shirt red hat guy. You go find. Make, the documentary would be called Superfan. You go get a Hawaiian shirt guy from ECW. Um, you can also get uh, what's the other dude? Um, looks like cousin it with with round glass sunglasses on. Just the whole front row from ECW, the the three or four that are in the front row of WWF starting in the eighties going forward. So that would have been Vladimir and Red Hat guy and X Y Z, and then you know just do a do a documentary on super fans because I want to know who's funding this. Yep. Dallas sign Dallas sign guy would have made it had he stuck around long enough, because he was sitting he was sitting the triangle up he was sitting Houston Austin and San Antonio up uh oh sorry Dallas Dallas San Antonio or Dallas yeah Dallas San Antonio and Houston up brother for redhead uh, guy when we saw it uh at Live that's Camp red, that's I didn't realize that's redhead guy I didn't realize because you remember wow uh, like, like, like don't blow it but remember what we saw yeah about him while we were there yeah. Yeah, the sign the signs get real different when they're not on national TV or pay per view. They get a little different. Yeah, they get active the wrong it's way. Little, it's a little different. So uh, I just just be mindful. And that red hat may have some white letters. Show sure, brokenbcbc.com, brokenbcbc at gmail.com. <laughs> You see it. You see it right here. You see it right here. There's no excuses anymore. You see it right there. Um. Oh yeah, I got. I, I'm about to crowdsource. Yeah, y'all know. Um, I, I game a little bit. I, I do. I do this. I do this. I do this gaming thing a little bit. Uh, Swab turn me on the Speedstorm, Disney Speedstorm, and the PS5. Because if you have kids, you gotta have games that you can play with them. I'm getting, I'm getting live on that. I got Goofy, I got Mickey, Donald Duck, I just got Mulan. I'm out here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to stock up so uh, I can, I can go ahead and challenge Suave the right way. But talk to me, talk to me. We even added Jafar and and um, 
what's the princess from Aladdin? Yes, the princess from Aladdin and uh, who else? I think I got the genie. I've only been playing a, a like four days, and it's because of you that I'm playing this. It's because of you. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> quality family time. You see, but I need somebody to at me on anything social you can even be in the dms if you feel like it i need y'all to give me your best build to beat the berserker king on god of war ragnarok oh wow i need i need your help this the, for me to get to 100 percent. this is my first time getting to 100 on any god of war i gotta beat the berserker king just so i can get to the new game plus so y'all i'm gonna see, I'm gonna see if ogre got any tutorials for you right that's 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 his thing Auger, I need you to clock in real quick. Put the put the zoo light in the sky. Zoo. <laughs> oh, bro, they called it for a player. Swap. Yeah. Take it to the house, bro. <laughs> oh man, pencil pushers, like, rate, subscribe, share, comment, tell a friend. Ain't tell no excuses no more. Ain't no excuse. Tell that friend to tell a friend and then tell that friend again. Heads up. Pencils down. Yeah, yeah.